What is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is a special episode of Dumb Bleep of the Year. This is one of our recap episodes for the uh, the voting for Dumb Bleep of the Year. So we're going to be covering each month, and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semifinal, and then we'll bring that into the final four. And of course, the live group, the Fed Haters Club, will be voting on what's going to win Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner will get a trophy that says that they won Dumb Bleep of the Year. And the person who submitted that specific Dumb Bleep in the live group, or it could be on Twitter, or it could just be me, will get a trophy to put on their mantle at home. So let's get in to Dumb Bleep of the Year. That's how we're kicking off the gun segment. It's just this thing from the FBI. This is all number nine. Brianna Wu, <clears throat> who apparently thinks she's way more important than she is. I don't know who the hell she is. I looked at her bio and I still don't care. Attention conservatives. With every mass shooting where you choose to do nothing, my willingness to compromise wanes. Well, I'm terrified right now. Today, I'll settle for training requirements and background checks. Keep ignoring this. And I'll support an outright ban. F around and find out. Don't, do not cross Brianna Wu, okay? She says, today I'll settle for training requirements and background checks. Keep ignoring this and I'll support an outright ban. Now, why would you change your support? Are you not a principled person? Do you think that there should be outright bans or do you think that there should be training requirements? Why, why, would, you, why would you change that first off? A second off... I don't get two shits what you think at all uh, because you're wrong and I got the right to defend myself whether or not the government gives me a piece of paper or tells me which guns I can and can't own. I still got that right. All right. Training requirements and background checks. What the hell is a training requirement? Do you think that our mass shootings have happened because of a lack of adequate training on weapons? Do you think it was an accident? <laughs> Anyone... Imagine how much worse they'd be if we had well-trained shooters out there committing the mass shootings. What the hell is she talking about? Exactly, Councilman. You want to train the mass shooters? What kind of an idea is this? In background checks, have any... When's the last mass shooting that happened with a legally purchased firearm? Actual legally purchased firearm where the person just went and got it legally and didn't have to go through any kind of a background check. What is it? I had a... I had someone mention this to me last week, like, well, I think we need to do, you know, what about at least some stuff like training requirements and background checks, almost the exact same thing. And I said, hey, I got three guns in my house right now. I didn't buy any of them. What's going to stop that? Now, it's, it's, it's called a straw purchase if you buy it for someone because they wouldn't be able to pass a check. And so you go and buy it for them. That, that's not the case. I would be able to pass whatever the check is. But people would still do straw purchases. I mean, people people do this all the time. <clears throat> what what are you going to do? The training requirement? That's great. I got three guns in my house. I didn't buy any of them at all. And in fact, the person I was talking to was like, oh yeah, same for me. We're not just doing things that make each other feel better here, right? That's not what we're trying to do. We actually want to do something that would that would matter, which is not going to have anything to do with the guns, by the way. Kamala Harris says, ban assault weapons, enact red flag laws, require background checks. We need leaders in Congress and state legislatures 
nationwide to have the courage to act and to take action on actions with courage to act to end violence that is harmful to our courage to take action and act. Okay, I added, I Kamala ad-libbed some of the last part. We got no evidence that banning assault weapons did anything. Second, that's number two, because number one is F off. Number two is we got no evidence that those things actually did anything. Red flag laws, you want to take guns away from people before they've even committed a crime because their girlfriend got mad at them? No, that's not a good idea. Or because the government decided that they were a potential domestic terrorists because they liked the wrong Twitter post? And then the background checks, the mythical background check system that we have right now. Gavin Newsom, after the shooting, there was an NBC News post about the shooting. He says, this is freedom to be shot at a mall, shot at a school, shot at a church, shot at the movies. We have become a nation that is more focused on the right to kill than the right to live. This is not what American people want. Do your damn job, Congress. California's ranked number one in mass shootings, by the way. Uh, looked that up on that Violence Project um, archive, as far as the, the total amount <clears throat> that have happened, according to the Violence Project. I was looking at that earlier. More focused on the right to kill than the right to live. No. The fact that you think people can own guns or the fact that you recognize that we have the right to own weapons does not mean that you have a right to kill. I'm pretty sure there's laws against that, Gavin. What about Representative Stephen Woodrow from, from Colorado? This is all number nine, guns. Jews were disarmed. This is where you think this is going to be like a pro-Second Amendment argument, right? Jews were disarmed. Okay, so now we're going to talk about how it's dangerous to disarm the people because the government will harm them. But now we're going to go to a different argument. Jews were disarmed. Their German neighbors were not. Yet all those armed Germans didn't, didn't do a thing to stop Hitler. In fact, they helped keep order. Same with the South. Armed Southerners didn't free black slaves. In fact, they helped keep order. Guns help tyrants. I've seen this argument before, and the argument goes like this. The tyrants wouldn't have been able to tyrant without guns. Meaning, no one should have any guns. But who takes away people's guns? People with guns. I don't understand how people's brains... I don't... You know, without saying anything too mean, I just, there's different people out there. There's a lot of people that are different, and it's not their fault they were born that way, okay? But it doesn't mean that people have to follow them. But if you can make that argument make sense in your head, you're not listening to this podcast right now. I guarantee you. John Cooper said, who do you blame for the Allen, Texas shooting? A, Fox News. B, Greg Abbott. C, NRA, or D, all of the above. 
Well, what's your choice? Sadly, wasn't enough room to put the shooter on the list or the CIA. You didn't have room for either one of those? Okay, that's weird. It's all of those other people. Definitely not the person who fired the shots. You could never blame that person at all. This is a weird society where we live in where you're not even going to blame the person who committed the shooting. Now it's just the people who aren't enacting these mythical laws that are going to stop these things from happening. They're all demagogues out there. They're telling you if you just, if we just write our names on the perfect piece of paper, nothing bad's ever going to happen again. What a ridiculous idea. Uh, number nine, Benjamin Dixon said Tim Cast inspired the neo-Nazi shooter in Allen, Texas. Ben Shapiro inspired the Quebec mosque shooter. Matt Walsh and Libs of TikTok inspired bomb threats at children's hospitals. Charlie Kirk sponsored 80 buses to January 6th. MAGA media is a national security threat. We're running long on time right now, so I'll, I'll let you craft your own thoughts. Robert Reich, I will say it again. The Second Amendment was never intended to license mass slaughter. Is that, should that even be in dumb? That's a true statement. I don't know if that, maybe it shouldn't have been in dumb. I guess it's only dumb if you think that people are actually making this argument. He's, um, straw, is that a straw man? I don't know. I know that only the left is able to throw flags on arguments, but it kind of sounds like a straw. No one is arguing that the Second Amendment is a license to mass slaughter people. They're not. So I guess he's right about this, except for he's arguing with someone who doesn't exist. And David Hogg says Republicans are not the party of law and order. They are the party of anarchy. And anarchy is not freedom. Now, I'm not an anarchist, so I'm not going to talk on all of the anarchist ideas. I won't do it because I haven't spent enough time thinking about it or reading people who have thought about it quite a bit. So I'm not going to come in and talk about how Anarchy would or wouldn't work, except for the fact I'll tell you I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain it wouldn't work uh, when you I don't think there's a possible situation where we have no rulers. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, Republicans are not the party of law and order; they are the party of anarchy. Now the problem is this sounds like a an advertisement for Republicans because if they were, I'd be a little bit closer to supporting them probably, uh, but they're not. They still want to rule over you. They still want to take your money and use it on all sorts of things. In fact, they'll even pass some gun laws, stuff like that. But David Hogg, Orange Square, uh, is <clears throat> trying to tell everyone that that's not the case. Republicans just want no laws, just lawless land. If the government can't take your guns away from you, they just want a wild, wild west out there. Could have just said wild west, but... Uh, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Have you guys seen that in a while? All right. What else we got? I'm going to, this is still number nine right now, but I got to just tell you about this. I got to tell you about this article from the New York Times. The reason I'm going to tell you about it is because I started watching the new season of Waco. I don't know if you guys watched the first one. It's got Michael Shannon and uh, Taylor. Can't remember the guy's name, last name. Um, it was a... It was a, a good show. I thought the the first original 
Waco season was really good. As someone who is clearly small government libertarian minded, it made the government look terrible, terrible. And it didn't spend a lot of time making, uh, making the Branch Davidians look insane or anything. There is a second season on, I believe I was watching it on Showtime. It still has Michael Shannon in it. Uh, so it's the same, same time, same timeline. Uh, it's got some replaced actors in it, like the guy who plays uh, David <clears throat> Koresh. Is that his name? Uh, the guy who the guy who plays him has been replaced. Uh, but anyway, this one is a makeup season because in the first one they made the the ATF and the FBI look as they should have. In the second season, this is a makeup season. They wouldn't be surprised if they if they fund if it was funded by Bellingcat. I don't know. Um, this one is all about how Waco inspired the rise of right-wing extremism, of fascists and white supremacists and KKK. And of course, there's all types of uh, ways that they tie it into what's going on right now. Although not, not entirely, obviously. It's still watchable for the most part. Uh, it is still interesting. And they actually make it a point to show numerous times over and over again that Timothy McVeigh of the Oklahoma City bombing fame was inspired uh, as, a, as a payback for what happened at Waco and Ruby Ridge. And they, they do make that point several times in the, in the show. In the, in the uh, first episode even, it starts off with a choice that the government has, essentially, after Waco. They can either admit that they screwed up terribly and apologize and take accountability for it, or they can say that they did nothing wrong and this was all on the Branch Davidians and this was all a mass suicide and all their fault and go towards that way. And that's the direction that they ended up choosing, uh, which the main character, Michael Shannon's character, uh, says is what is inspiring all of the right-wing extremists uh, to, to pop up because they didn't just take accountability and say they screwed up. Anyway, aside from that, the New York Times has an article out saying, Timothy McVeigh's dreams are coming true. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because we have already uh, gone over an hour now. The basic idea, I'll read you the first paragraph. Timothy McVeigh, the right-wing terrorist who killed 168 people in the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. Oklahoma, sorry cared about one issue above all others. Guns. To him, guns were synonymous with freedom, and any government attempt to regulate them meant incipient tyranny. Now, the even this TV show, the things that you read up on Timothy McVeigh, the very first thing that they show is, why did he do the Oklahoma City bombing? And I know that there are tons of alternate theories about what happened. I'm no expert on those theories, so I'm going to go with the main theory right now. Anyway, all of them say that he was inspired by what happened at Waco and Ruby Ridge for all the people that were killed there. That might have had to do, maybe guns were his biggest thing. And essentially now, the New York Times, this opinion column, says uh, McVeigh's dreams are coming true. One, because we have a bunch of right-wing extremists out there committing mass shootings and killing people. And two, that this idea that we all must have our Second Amendment rights and our right to bear arms... That we're, it's so ingrained that 
we'll even put up with all of these terrible mass shootings because we must keep our right to bear arms so we can hold back a tyrannical government. And that is essentially how they tie this in and that this is something spawned by Timothy McVeigh, although, of course, they're not all his original ideas, but that he may have really sparked the revolution that he was trying to to spark when he did, you know, he was wanting to spark a, a revolution in the U.S., essentially. And that, that maybe he actually did. It's just been these little terror cells that have been going around uh, killing people slowly. And then we won't, we won't give up any of our gun rights because we must protect ourselves from the government. And this is just Timothy McVeigh just rolling around like dancing in his own grave. Not, not like because he's upset. He's just happy. He's got the excited twirls going on in there. Okay, so that's the idea from the New York Times, uh, from that opinion. I would recommend watching, especially the first season of Waco. The new season, it's okay if you remind yourself that they do start off by telling you that these people are inspired by the government killing, you know, 80 people, uh, among them women and children, and then not taking accountability for the things that they did wrong. And so, therefore, these people are upset and they want to get back at the government. It's okay if you remember that that is how they start the the show. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, this article headline from Newsweek is... what Charlie, read that real quick. John Fetterman's question at Senate hearing leaves... Witness speechless. Wow. He must have done a really good job. I mean, it was a real gotcha question. You want to you want to hear the question? I do want to hear the question. Okay. okay, good. I was hoping you'd want to hear the yeah. question. I'm intrigued now. <laughs> so this must be a really good no, question. No, I mean, it was a real gotcha. Okay. But just one of those that you can't answer. Is, is it staggering? Is it a staggering responsibility that... Uh, that the, the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy. It's astonishing. That's like if you have, I mean, like, uh, and and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no matter by, by how you know. So it's it's you know, isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of the, this kind of control should be more stricter? prevent this kind of thing from going? <laughs> or should we just go on and start bailing and sailing whoever bank, regardless of how, how <laughs> their, their conduct is? I'm going you know, to uh, throw up. Example. Uh, the Republicans want to give a, a work requirement for SNAP. Jeff said this you know, is for, his Ron Paul uh, moment. <laughs> a, a hungry family has to, to have these this kind of penalties or these some kinds of Word working uh, required. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we sail your bank with billions in your bank? Because they seem to be more pre- preoccupied uh, when than SNAP uh, and requirements for works for hungry people, but not about pr- protecting the ta- the tax papers. You know that will bail no matter whatever does about a bank to crash it. <laughs> I 
feel bad for him. That was my first. That was my first time listening to it. <laughs> oh my god, that's worse than Biden. <laughs> I didn't think it could get worse, but that's worse. Doesn't he have some sort of disease? Isn't he dying? Him? Yeah, he had a stroke before oh, yeah. the election. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's not his fault. It's never anyone who has a mental disability's fault. It's, but he shouldn't be in but, that job. Yeah. There's yeah, only a hundred yeah. of these people in the Senate, and this is one percent of them right now. And he's, and then the thing. God bless America. We're screwed. Is the thing. Oh man. John Fetterman's question at Senate hearing leaves witness speechless. <laughs> what question did he ask? By the way, <laughs> I think there were three in there. I'm still trying to figure mm. it out. Um. He, they summed up one of them. Now, they did a good job. You know when you put dot, dot, dots between stuff and then you mm. put things in brackets to, you know, words that were in, uh, inferred or implied or whatever. So they summed that question up as Republicans want a work requirement for SNAP for hungry families. Shouldn't you have a working requirement after we bail out your bank? That was the question. And left him speechless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, he needs um, he needs some rehab from his stroke. And I, I do have some empathy for the guy. But, like, you know, you're in a public office. He's in a position and, of power. And, yeah, in a position of power. And clearly um, can't formulate a sentence to ask appropriate questions. And the way that they frame it. I got to say, it's hilarious. It was dumb, wasn't it? It was so dumb. Yeah, we were right about that being dumb. Uh, I would have been speechless too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And I think the witness was probably speechless because he was trying not to laugh. So kudos to that guy. Don't say anything. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. That's like my granddaddy used to say. All right. Okay. um, Hang on. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, you know who was over all this garbage last night? I was the Daily Wire when they posted their documentary. What is a woman? And I will say I had held off on watching this documentary You're until waiting for the Twitter release. I didn't want to pay for it. That was the <laughs> issue. And it's been put on Twitter. I watched it thanks to the bigotry of Elon Musk, <laughs> allowing that to be posted out there. He paid so much money to in, in order to alienate a minority class of people. And so we appreciate that. Um, but what happened last night, Charlie, when they tried to post it? Well, they released it and Twitter, some people at Twitter decided to limit the visibility. So they took away uh, interactions, retweets, all kinds of things. Everything. Everything. Like it uh, said this. And put a, Couldn't even like it. Right. And put a warning label on it saying that it's uh, hate speech, basically. Uh, it violates Twitter's rules against hateful conduct. And so... This is what happened when I tried to like the the um the video and says why can't you like this we try to keep twitter a place for a healthy conversation so we've disabled most of the ways to engage with this tweet now this apparently was a mistake elon responded pretty quickly and said that this is a mistake by multiple people at twitter and he's working to correct the issue you said he was out of he was out of the country or something yeah from what i read it see it seemed that he was out of the country and 
another thing that happened um, before we talk about this other stuff was that last night, Twitter's head of trust and safety resigned. And my theory is, and the, the working theory right now, is that this person was behind the attempt to block this from going out. I'm sure. I feel like that's a safe assumption to make, although I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. I can trust that assumption. Good. Yeah. I feel safe. Safely. <laughs> I could safely trust that. So not only did this get fixed, I guess we get to, well, there's a couple dumbs here, but the white pill is that Elon Musk retweeted it and said every parent should watch this. And I will tell you, if you haven't watched this yet, so I'm someone who doesn't, I do not enjoy controversial conversations. Being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable at all. Debates. Awkward moments. Uh, I, I generally avoid all of those things. And so that is the reason that I had not watched What is a Woman, aside from the fact that I wanted to still have some hope for humanity. Uh, but uh, there's little of that left over. Uh, so I decided, what the hey, we might as well go ahead and watch it. Um, I, it, is, it is so non-controversial, I was surprised. I was floored by the fact that it's literally Matt Walsh talking to experts in the field and asking them questions. I heard you laugh multiple times. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was, we rewatched some stuff. Did you get any clips? No, I didn't. I should rip the whole thing once on Twitter right now, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Not that, you know, it's something that we would agree with, but we could use it for some clips. It was, it, the whole thing could be a dumb bleep episode. Of course, the it thing's have, a year old now. Could have a dumb bleep watch party. Anyway, Elon Musk says every parent should watch this. He's correct. You should watch it without your kids. Even if you're, I, I mean, I wish people on the left would watch it because you'd hear a lot of things that maybe you you disagree, you agree with. I mean, it's not even Matt Walsh arguing with people. He's just asking people questions and having them back up their own ideas, which they, is why it's so good. And guess what? They can't. They can't do it. They can't. It's just a bunch of circle All jargon right. word salad. So we got a couple things here. Uh, Jade, this is one of the top ones that came up when I searched Elon Musk, says, no one, Elon Musk, let's spread dangerous transphobic rhetoric to millions of people. Now this, I've become someone who's watched this now today. There is no dangerous transphobic rhetoric. This documentary is him talking to people that do these surgeries and who have had like... And the whole documentary, he's just trying to answer a simple question. <laughs> yeah. What is a woman? It's, it's a good, it's really good. I wish I would have watched just, it sooner. Just a, a question. What is a woman? Aaron Reed, who is darn near insufferable. Uh, Elon Musk is actively calling. Okay, this is another thing. Charlie, you want to tell people about this? Yeah, so um, Elon Musk tweeted and said um, that this is a major problem. I will be actively lobbying to criminalize making severe, irreversible changes to children below the age of consent. Shame on those who advocate this. It's utterly contemptible. And uh, Jordan Peterson said, prison, long-term, without parole, no mercy. And maybe for the, compli uh, for the compliant therapist as well as the butchers they enable. Um, and Elon Musk replied and said, absolutely. So Aaron Reed had a problem with this. And she tweeted, I think it's a she. Well, depends on whether or not you're respecting people's pronouns. Yeah. Elon Musk is actively calling for imprisoning healthcare professionals and therapists for providing care to trans youth that has been proving to lower their suicide rates by 73%. No, it hasn't. 
It hasn't. So 12 month studies after you give the child what they want uh, during the time frame that they're transitioning, they studied and their suicide rates drop by 73%. They yeah. don't go past 12 months on the studies. And then it goes up. Yes. He has also declared he will lobby against their care politically. Every dime you give him hurts us. It's not care, people. <laughs> this is not health care. No. In any way, shape, or form. It's not health care. It's not care. It's not gender affirming. Whatever colorful language they want to use to get away from the negative connotation of butchering, mutilation, um, irreversible damage, both to physical bodies and psychological. It's this whole industry is absolutely disgusting mm-hmm. and should be criminal. It should be, should be, you can't do kids. Can't consent. That's I why we have laws what, that protect minors, by the way, because kids can't consent. I don't care what my six year old says at this point in his life. He's six. Okay. Now that doesn't mean I don't care what he says, but I'm not going to let him make any life altering decisions and I'm not going to affirm anything he says because he doesn't know anything. He's six. It'll be the same when he's 12 and 14 and 16. I won't even agree with him when he's 18, probably because he still doesn't know anything yet. Although he's now considered a consenting adult and can make his own decisions. What age were you when your dad started listening to you and your ideas? Probably 18. 35. (laughs) Because you're 34. Yeah. I wanted to end with something funny for the for the dumb bleep. The Babylon Bee's headline on this was hilarious. <laughs> they said, "Damning leak reveals Matt Walsh knew what a woman was this whole time." He was asking a question. <laughs> Just clap for that, you stupid bastards. <laughs>